is up, y'all, and welcome. Oh my god. God. You know what it is. We're the brothers. I am Mike Hilmeda. And I'm Darkelius, bringing you some of the smoothest content that ever hit the videos. So smooth. You're listening to Man Gossip. We're just a couple guys being dudes talking about the things we know and care about. Sports. All the nerd shit we know and love. You're gonna like what you hear. We get it. What up, everybody? We are back. We are back. It's your boys. It's the brothers. The brothers are here. I am Mike Hill Made It. And I am Darth Hillius. And you're here for another installment of Man Gossip. Of Man Gossip. We are here in the QC. Live and alive. Alive. A lot of shit's going on. A lot of things happening. As you know, in the midst of quarantine, COVID is going. COVID is a bitch. Just, just swept the U.S. and the world for straight. You know, no comebacks mm-hmm. here. Um, but while we are in quarantine, we obviously have a lot of time to watch well, shows. A lot, a lot of time, time to, to binge. Yeah. A lot of time to watch some shows, some movies. Me and my girlfriend, we just fucking watched all of the Marvel movies. I back was to also back. third wheeling and, a part yeah. of that, and uh, it was yeah. a great experience. Right, I like it. Well, we we can get into this later, but just watching them all back to back like that, it really kind of puts into perspective what that like the story that they're trying to tell, and I feel and like how it, well they told it. Yeah, and just how well they told it, and and it just makes the characters seem that much more real, and you feel more connected to them at, at the end of it. It's, it's crazy. But we're not here to talk no. about the cinematic genius that uh-uh. is the Marvel Universe. No, it, we're it here is. to talk yes. about the latest home box office hit, Westworld, and more specifically, Westworld Season 3. Westworld Season 3. What a ride was this, man. Season 2 was confusing as hell. Season 2 was, was super confusing. Con- super which... confusing. I loved it, but it was crazy confusing. It, they tried to, like... I heard very convoluted plot to yeah. tell a, su- yes. a simple story. I think it was still a great season. Yeah. It was a good. It wasn't great. It was a good season, but still, they a roundabout yeah. way to tell a, a, yeah, a story. A very roundabout way to tell a story. But I, I really enjoyed season two. I thought it was, I thought it was really, really good. And for me, per, for me personally, I actually just started watching Westworld like during quarantine. <laughs> during during quarantine, right before season three came out, so I had a chance to binge all of them. And as and, you know, you know, home box office HBO doesn't miss, mm-hmm. and this is another banger that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and getting kind of into it, this season, uh, in my opinion, coming off of season two, going into it, I really didn't know what to yeah. expect. I knew, you know, shit hit the fan, but I knew we were finally going to be introduced to yeah. the real world. And what a real world it is. This place is Yeah, so this crazy. place is... Man. So I imagine that this was going to be a super futuristic society just based on the host technology and right. what's been going on. Yeah, um, but kind of getting into what we saw in the real world, it's just, it looks pretty, pretty dope. It's yeah, pretty it, awesome. It looks unbelievable. And a lot of these scenes are shot in Singapore. So, like, I didn't a, know like, this. A lot, but, um, a lot you told of, me yeah, about this, but I didn't know. A lot of these scenes that we see in the city, especially with like Caleb and Dolores, like walking through the city and whatnot, those are filmed like on the streets of, a lot of those feel like on the streets of Singapore. And what you're seeing, that, that skyline, it looks futuristic as hell. That's, actually what it looks like right now that's pretty crazy that's pretty crazy and uh, crazy. To, to know that we actually kind of you know they didn't need to do too much cgi but mm-hmm. i love the fact that you know most mm-hmm. of these cars pretty much looks like elon musk is yeah. going to be engineering the future yeah. a lot of these things look He's like tesla trucks or, t- or tesla cars um but just kind of getting into season I'll three uh we kind of get the dolores mm-hmm. meetup you know dolores mm-hmm. is leaves the park and she kind of mm-hmm. has a plan of 
of how she's going to take over the world or how, right. what she's planning to do this season. And leaving off of from season two, we see her leaving in Hale's body and going with those pearls in her hand. We, we can assume that her plan is to maybe leave the park as a fuck humans and I'm going to take this shit over. Yeah. And I believe and so, she, once she does that, she has five yeah. pearls. And as we right. know, she goes to Bernard's actual home in the real yeah. world mm-hmm. where he has a host making machine right. in his basement and starts printing off these yeah, uh, she, machines she to start, off. start her plan. Right. And at, by the end, we know that she prints off, um, she reprints herself, obviously. She prints, well, has a hail clone, has um, one that is uh, Liam, what, Liam, Liam Dempsey's, Liam Dempsey's uh, bodyguard. One is uh, the other. One is Bernard. One, one is uh, Musashi, the dude from uh, Shogun World that we saw last week. That dude was dope. Big fan. And then the other one was uh, Lawrence at the very end. And uh, and, and what like, she what they're mm-hmm. doing from this pretty much it's her plan to in- infiltrate Insight. Right. Uh, pretty much right. her plan. If you didn't know if, or don't remember from season two, the reason it took so long to get everybody get everybody out of Westworld is because uh, in Dolores' dad's body was. The host information, the very important host information needed uh-huh. for a future character's plan, Sorok's plan. Um, but one thing we kind of noticed at the beginning, because um, we get introduced to, into Caleb at this point, we kind of realize that humans are on a loop, much yeah. like hosts are. Caleb's day starts the same yeah. way. He uh-huh. goes through the same routine at work, comes back, rests, and wakes up, does the exact same yeah. thing, just, much like, yeah. just like we do in yeah. real life. Just like Maeve, just like Dolores, every time... They go back to the Mesa to get rebuilt and reset. They wake up, like the music's playing, and they wake up the same exact way. The, the lights come on, they open their eyes, and they go on about the day on their, on their loops every single day. And, and that's, we'll get into that you know, later into, mm-hmm. in, into, this, into this pod, but that's one of, the, one of the big prevailing themes of this So the main thing to kind of take from the beginning of season, the beginning of season three is they're finally at the park, we're in the real world, mm-hmm. And Dolores has a plan enacted to make sure that the host race survives by any means at this point. By, by this point, it's fuck mm-hmm. humans, get money. It's all about right. the host. And and like that that first scene, not the first scene, I guess the second scene that we see is her going in and saying, fuck it, I'm getting money. And when she goes in, uh, I can't, can't remember his name off the top of my head now. But um, she goes and kills that dude, or he actually, oh, she yeah. actually gets that dude oh, yeah. to kill himself. Who yeah. was an asshole? Yeah. Apparently, killed his wife. Right, because because yeah. when she when she went <laughs> these to go, are yeah, up. these some these some. She knew who she was going out to. These some fucked up people, and she went to go and basically steal this guy's money. Mm-hmm. So she have so she would have the resources to enact her plan. Right, no matter and, what, she kind of realized money is power, right. and this is what I'm going to need to survive in this world. And then, like so. one one of the few, like, one of the first pieces pieces of like crazy technology that we see in this season are those uh, those AR goggles that uh, that we see a lot of you know throughout the uh, throughout the season. And uh, she puts you know puts the goggles on and like shows him like all of the, like the heinous shit that he's done. Kind of refreshes right, you know your shitty person. Right. This is why it's happening. So and then that that, that basically right right there like kind of. After she gets his money and then leaves out, that kind of like drives him crazy enough to where he tries to go and take her out and ends up killing himself. Killing himself, not even realizing that that that's a hologram. He just kind of swings right through it and then cracks his head on the pole. So once we Mm. get Dolores' story, kind of what she's about to do, uh, we're introduced to pretty much the main villain of the season in Ciroc. And we get into his backstory and what Mm. he's about, him and his brother Jean-Mi. Um, and the first, one of the first things that we see about him or kind of explains his backstory is the destruction of Paris via nuclear yeah. bomb. Which is correct because I remember I've seen some uh, some YouTube videos and just like breaking down the uh, 
the different divergences that happen throughout, like the different divergences that we see throughout the season. And one of like the thing that started the, that whole thing in, in Ciroc's head was that nuclear explosion in France, which I think it happened in around like around like 2012 or so. So alternate universe, but that's crazy to think about. Like, so that that alternate like, universe might be 10 to 15 years ahead yeah. of ours, but pretty much from oh, this destruction, crazy. this scene, we get the backstory of what or what drove um, Jean Me and what drove Ciroc to create this device to protect right. humans from themselves, right. essentially. Right. Um, and I believe the first iteration of it was called Solomon, yeah. and this is. Actually, the, the first the first iteration that they made was called Saul. It, it, it followed the, the the four kings of of, uh, of Israel. So the first one was Saul. The second one was David. The third one was Solomon. That was the first one that that, that, that the one that we saw in the mm-hmm. in the story. That was actually the first one that was able that was actually viable. But as time went on, and we found out more, like well, Sirach found out more that, about his brother that he had schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. That's he when he started. A... That's when he made it made a uh, Rehoboam without. You know, without the influences of of, of Solomon, um, you his know, schizophrenic, yeah. his right. schizophrenic brother. Right. So, pretty much, we get to why Sirach and Jean Me wanted to create uh, this god, essentially, right. to protect the human race. Because what they realize is that humans, much yeah. like the real world, a lot of a lot of mirroring yeah. of this show and kind of what we're going through, and what we need to realize. But the humans are a, a disease or an infestation that needs to be corrected, yeah. but Unlike hosts, we are not capable of changing. So Rehoboam right. is a way of correcting us and making sure that or we at, will that we will right. out. Or at least at the very at the beginning of the season, that is that is the the theme initial, that, that, that yeah, the initial yes. theme that they were talking about. Like humans, humans are a danger to themselves and they can't change. So they need a quote unquote god to control them. And the, I think the one of the first things we kind of see as well, we do see on. Uh, Sirach's watch is the, I guess, the symbol or logo of Rehoboam, and it mm-hmm. just shows. It looks kind of like a moon or a or a giant circle, mm-hmm. black uh, uh, circle, and it shows the different divergences or the different possible possibilities of what could go wrong or mm-hmm. can deviate from Rehoboam's plan. So things that aren't supposed yeah. to be happening are happening. Right. And, and remember, Rehoboam pretty much is mapping out the entire yeah. human future. Yeah. The the future for the entire human race for the next. However many Power until for, and like, forever. And until forever. So essentially, and, with this creation, they're taking uh, away humans' free will because, I guess, in a way, what Sirach and his brother were seeing it as is we don't deserve it. Right. Yeah. That, that's that's a good way to put it. We don't deserve it because Sirach himself he said that we're a den of thugs, and he likened us like to a den of thugs. Um, William early later on in the season he right, said that he we were um, like maggots uh, feasting on a corpse. Right. We have, like, the, I believe, he says something like, around the lines of, "We have the audacity to consume and take, mm-hmm. and ask, why are we here? It's like, we're not here for anything. We're here to, we're a cor- we're a bunch of maggots feasting on corp- a corpse that mm-hmm. is Earth. So, again, a disease, something that needs to be corrected because we're not going to change. And again, I, it kind of goes to a main theme of this season of hosts have the capability of changing, humans right. do not. Yeah, it's like even though hosts are robots, they have the ability to change." And yet, somehow, humans are the ones truly humans, stuck in loops. Yeah, humans are the ones that are um, actually stuck in a loop. So the one Crazy. thing we're hoping, what it does again, it plots out the t- the entire trajectory of the human timeline of the human race, and the what it identifies, like we said, with the with the watch that shows the divergences, those mm-hmm. are potential outliers and right. 
these outliers are things yeah, that and these are like the this is the main reason right. why Rehoboam was, was built, created because it said to is to not only map out like the the entirety of of human society but, but to also, make sure it lasts yeah to make sure it lasts and the only way to do that is to get rid of these outliers outliers are people who outliers do, who won't follow the system outliers because like we said mm-hmm. recently Rehoboam takes away free will from people outliers right. are the people that they can't take free will from right. Um, and we kind of get introduced yeah. to some outliers beginning again, Caleb mm-hmm. at the very beginning. Right. That, we know he's yeah. special because he's introduced again as Chris right. or Logan Paul introduced a Aaron main Paul. character. Oh, man, <laughs> I always mess his name up. Aaron Paul introduced, so you know he's going to be a main character. Mm-hmm. And then a couple other guys, a couple cameos, we get Giggle and Ash. Giggle mm-hmm. being Marshawn yeah, Lynch. Marshawn Lynch, Beast Mode. Beast Mode, go, doing Beast Mode things. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he was doing Beast Mode things at the very, at that last episode when he came in and caught that uh, that gas canister. I, I don't know. I'm like, damn, you look like he's still playing. One thing, he, he, still is, still he is still playing. He's actually, he's been, t- he was talking to the Seahawks, apparently, negotiations about possibly yeah. coming back yeah. for uh, a season mm-hmm. again. But one thing, again, they like, they had these cool cameos, uh, Kid Cuddy's in it. But mm-hmm. uh, one thing I thought, again, we're in this futuristic world, and they introduced this drug genre, I believe, around the third yeah. or so episodes. And, right. Uh, and genre is pretty much like you're experiencing a different type of book genre or movie genre yep. every hour or so yeah. which could be really trippy but there's one thing marshawn lynch said that i thought was cool was like be be ready for that last one it's a real kick meaning reality yeah. and it's kind of shows how people use drugs kind of escape reality because again we're humans stuck in a loop trying to escape you know the reality that mm-hmm. we're in and the last drug when you when it finally wears off it realizes that you know life is what it is and you know, society. Yeah, you're, you're 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 still here. Like you you ha- you're having this fun trip, but that 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 last hit on 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 genre. It's and that's not a, even. A I don't reality. even think it's not even that you're having this. You're having this fun drug, but it's kind of like you're using this drug to get away from reality. But in reality, the most fucked up drug there is is reality. Yeah. You're using you're, and, you're experiencing all these crazy yeah. things, but the craziest thing you can experience is actually living. And but, like, again, that is another thing that is very prevalent in this season and not not just in this season but in all of the seasons of westworld mm-hmm. just like the 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 direness of living in this world just how they're, they're like from from the beginning of season one to right now like the main question of this thing is do we have free will and maybe yes i mean dolores herself at the end of she said there free will is free will is a thing it's just fucking hard which, I mean, that's damn mm-hmm. true. So now that we kind of know, like, pretty much what Rehoboam, uh, Reho, Rehoboam, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> uh, tomato, tomato, whatever you call it, now that we know what it does, we kind of get into further into the season and see, you know, what Dolores' plan really is mm-hmm. versus what Ciroc's plan really is. And, again, Dolores is going to be using the stolen data that she took back from Insight. Right. To create hosts mm. to take over the world because she yeah. sees them as a god, yeah. as the second coming uh, of remember. Because the whole time she's been trying to get out of Westworld mm. to try to take over the world, she's, so she's mm. finally enacting this part. Yeah, so of the plan. she's finally out. She's like, "Yeah, fuck this. I'm out. I'm taking this bitch over." But, but as she, that's her, her, you know, initial plan. But as the season goes on, we see how, how just how how easily you know hosts and AI are able. To look at something and then make a change for one way or another, and yeah. instead of being stuck in their ways, we see then Dolores again, make changes. The capability of changing, yeah. of changing, just like yeah. these outliers. And we see her make changes multiple times throughout the season, but we also, but 
at the same time, we see people like Serac, actual real people who are 100% stuck in their ways the entire and have, don't make any changes whatsoever. And we kind of get from Dolores' plan again. Well, later on, she comes with hanging out with Caleb and the other outliers. Mm-hmm. She comes to a crossroads and realizes that it's not her prerogative to determine, you know, the human race doesn't get a chance to live. That in, in all, you know, in all natural actuality, she doesn't need to be the one to come in and end the race. Humans at least, just yeah, like hosts, they at least need, they have a, a chance to decide what like what they want to do. They have a chance. They should have a chance anyway. And that's what that's what Caleb says at the end of this. He says uh, she gave me a choice. She gave me a, a chance to decide. I think it's now. Now it's time for human. You know, and, humanity's turn and, to but, make and a also choice. before you know. Uh, at least a part of Dolores' plan, she kind of spilled the beans on what Insight's doing and kind of letting people know, kind of getting the revolution started, letting people right. know that, you know, you guys are being watched and all your, every action you ever made has not been your action. It's been planned out Just by imagine if something right. like that happened right now. Like, we, we're just, walk, we're, we're sit, sitting here right now recording this podcast and all of a sudden we get a notification telling us exactly what's going to happen in our lives for the next however, however long that we're going to be alive according to this to this app, it's, to it, this it, notification. It's kind Crazy. of really messed up to kind of think that, you know, people live in this world, which is explains why they go to Westworld and do a lot of fucked right. up shit, just to get to, to, away, to get away from the shitty world that they currently live in. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, Dolores comes to this crossroads, realizes that humans need a chance to, you know, to choose from themselves that they have a chance mm-hmm. to live. So that's why she kind of uses Caleb as the scapegoat yeah. or the like, revolutionary leader to, you know, help humans. So he right, she has, had, uses him as the catalyst mm-hmm. to basically like kind of restart the restart, restart the, the new world. And yeah, restart the on the opposite world, end, right. we have Sirach's plan. Mm-hmm. And again, what Sirach wants to use, he wants to use the outliers that we talked about before to hunt out other outliers, which was what Kid Cudi's job mm-hmm. was and what Caleb's job was, right. to make sure that the human race does continue. And they um, didn't even know about that. I'm, I almost forgot about that part, right? Because oh yeah, with the whole with the whole basically brainwashing that they were doing to these outliers, too, they would take them. A lot of these, like like he was saying, these outliers are people that were coming from, like they send them over overseas to war, and and these are guys are soldiers, and mm-hmm. a lot of these guys they come back and then they kind of are messed you know, up. Yeah, shell they, yeah, they're the shell shock uh, still. They, PT, they you know post traumatic. Yeah, they bring know. them back and um, they take them to the in these AR training, kind of brainwash them and then put them back out into the world. And um, when we saw uh, how Caleb went through his, they said that the efficacy of that was only like one in ten. So Caleb was able to make it through and he was good, but there were nine other people behind him who got put in cryostasis because there there's just no way that they were going to fit into this world. And again, a part of Sirach's plan with these outliers, the reason that they needed the data from Delos and Westworld was because this host data or the the data from Westworld was going to be able to complete Rehoboam to finally get rid of all outliers completely to ensure the the 100% survivability of the human race. When later on we realize... Yeah. It's kind of redundant yeah. because it doesn't make it doesn't yeah, matter because humans we're going to kill ourselves. Bernard anyway. said it. He was. He said, "What was about to happen was going to happen regardless." Sirach and his brother just just delaying the inevitable, denying the inevitable. And one part of Sirach's plan is we get he uses Maeve, another host, to hunt down Dolores by by you know by mistake. Was he really need to go after Bernard? But uses Maeve to hunt down Dolores, and from this we get I think three match matchups with Dolores and Maeve. 
which, which were honestly which are all dope very as dope. That second one, the second the, one, they this is when I guess you used like the pinnacle of technology with right? the sniper that just Yo, uses a droid that locates. You just gotta press the trigger. But but hold on, <laughs> but real quick though, how does that thing work? Because she what she targeted what seven dudes. And three of those guys were in a building around a corner, and she still. Was, I think they're kind of like tracking missiles where it shoots and you kind of bend and everything, or it like, might just be able to go through like, walls and like, stuff. Yeah, they they didn't. All they showed was her pulling the trigger, and then <laughs> dudes going down. That was that was pretty tight, and we also get the again the one on one matchup where Maeve again is apparently a ninja is taking the the samurai oh, sword, hell yeah. going ham, going ham. Oh man, Dolores gets her arm gets actually her blown, blown off, off by this giant drone. I was like, holy shit, what is that happening? Was, that was some pretty cool. I thought for a second, pretty cool graphics. I thought for a second that oh shit, Dolores isn't gonna make it. She needs to get back. She needs to get back in cover because she's about to get her head blown off. One thing HBO does well, I think, for a lot of their series, at least for this one, um, after the end of seasons or after the end of the episode, they do like the kind of behind the scenes mm-hmm. type thing, showing how it's made. I really enjoyed actually watching, um, you know, kind of seeing where it's filmed, how they're able to do the digital animate animation, mm-hmm. the CGI, all that. I think that's always pretty cool. Um, again, um, and then from there, from once we realize what Sorak's plan is, uh, we kind of realize, again, from the beginning, part of Dolores' plan, she creates these hosts. She makes a Hail Dolores clone to or host yeah. to take over Insight, and that kind of ends up fucking yeah, her up. Yeah, because that, that was probably the the one part of her plan that she didn't account for, which is Dolores had her plan, then changed. Sorak had his plan, which stayed the same, and then Hale had a whole completely different mm-hmm. plan. On the back Which is kind of similar to Dolores' yeah. anyway, but pretty much Hale's plan is Dolores' plan 2.0, but she's saying fuck all the humans. So Dolores kind of mm-hmm. wants to give humans mm-hmm. a chance to survive. Yeah. Hale, I, what I'm assuming going into season four, she's saying fuck all the humans. This is the host yeah. board now. Hale <laughs> is basically like the woman in black. Yeah, she's on her Beyonce. Yeah. She's got her yeah. on her Beyonce shit. She got the hive ready. And... Because even, oh, I, was, I don't know, I'll just put this together. In that last episode, Maeve said uh, when Maeve said to Dolores when they were fighting, like she was, "What are you trying to make another William?" And she basically did inhale. She made another William just mm-hmm. instead of trying to kill kill all the hosts. Now you have someone who's coming here making a host army. Mm-hmm. That is terrifying. Being a host army to try and take out all of humanity. And one thing I did want to bring up William actually because he is a very important character of the season. But he doesn't get too much screen time. He gets some screen time, but it's, like, important for character development on his part. Right. Like, he kind of, during this season, he faces his own demons. He Which realizes really he's a shitty love. person. I really love that scene. When he's sitting there with all the different iterations of himself mm-hmm. from the past. And he kills them all. That's crazy. And then we, because his his whole thing is that, from a, from a kid, he, he thought that, you know, he grew up in a shitty household and... He wanted to get out and make a make a a better a better man of himself, be a better man than his father. But then actually turns out he's a shit. As a person, little kid, he and... was he would like his father wasn't the alcoholic. It was it turned out that William himself as a kid was so crazy that he drove his dad to be an alcoholic. It's it, it's, complete, it's, crazy. it's really a complete mindfuck. It kind of it also. It's, it's, I like what man. they do with this character at the end because it ties into what happened at the end of the se- of season two mm-hmm. when you have William way in the future doing the fidelity test with his daughters, right. trying to determine if he is real because we don't really know if William is dead yep. at this point. We don't. We just see his throat get cut. Right, but we that'd don't be know kind of, That'd be crazy because he's one of the preeminent characters in this show, and then have him killed off in an end credit scene. 
I I mean, if he is dead, that'd be the crazy way to do mm-hmm. it. But at the same time, damn, is he really dead? That's crazy. I don't. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll in about see. But like we two years. we pretty much end the season the last two or three episodes um, with Caleb making the decision to destroy Rehoboam, um, and doing so pretty much ensures the earlier extinction of the human race. But it still gives humans Good. the chance to actually finally live. In a society where they 100% make the choices that they want to make. And that's what comes in with him and Maeve at the end. And she said, welcome to the new world where you can be whoever the fuck you want. And in this new world, basically, it's going to be Maeve and Caleb forging out this new world mm-hmm. together. Well, trying to bring this this new world back from back from utter destruction, which clearly is about to happen. Because Hale is making a host of... A host of hosts. A host of hosts. So pretty much what we're getting into, because we can, at this point, with that being into season three, kind of get into what we think is going to happen in the season four. Uh, what I can kind of see happen, there's really really looks like it's going to be, I, I would say, three major factions. It's going to be Caleb with, I guess, the you know Fury Road, Mad Max <laughs> people, you mm-hmm. know, post-apocalyptic people trying to survive against the host uprising and there's probably going to be two i i don't some know real about terminator two, shit going yeah, some on. real some real skynet terminator <laughs> shit's going on here which is is it still a cool story hey, yeah um but i i can see it maybe end up being two or three factions one being the humans the other ones being the host with hail trying to fight for the remaining of earth and what's it what i think is going to end up happening is the hosts are going to realize they're more like humans than they aren't and this battle is going to end up destroying the planet and like yeah, total it's, destruction. It's gonna, yeah, but at the same time, at the end of this, Bernard comes back from the Sublime with mm-hmm. a quote unquote answer of what to do after at the at the end of this. Right. Which again, like at the, he you know we see him go in, into the Sublime and then at the, that last end credit scene he comes back, which looks like so yeah right you know, at the decades. end credit scene he wakes yeah. up with dust all around him. So we yeah. assume he hasn't been a lot or he hasn't moved yeah. in yeah. in quite a long time. Clearly, no one has found him in I don't know what I don't know what. 20, 30, 40 years, maybe at least, probably well, more, even and, more than that. And what's important about this, kind of bring back what we were just talking up, talking about, Bernard has the sublime in him, so pretty much the data that Serac was going after to ensure Rehoboam's you know, perfection, 100% completion, he has that information, so pretty much all the host data that went into the Valley behind mm. Valley Beyond, all that information is stored in his head. So he has all the information to pretty much recreate Westworld, yeah. Yeah. which is... T- Pretty much, I think what Hale's gonna need because she has the bodies now. She just needs the sentience to go into the bodies. Right. So I, what I can see maybe happening, it's gonna be Hale's faction versus Dolores and Caleb's faction fighting right. for Bernard. Oh, yeah, fighting. Yeah, fighting for Bernard because at this point he's the key. Yeah, he, he, he is. He's he very obviously he's the, the creation. Key. He's gonna be the yeah. creation of the new race, and it's gonna be Maven Caleb gunning for Bernard while Hale. Is not only destroying the world, but also gunning for him as well to try and take the shit over. This was a yeah. this was a pretty dope season. <laughs> this was a dope season, I, and it was it was a lot. It was more. It was still confusing. It, it's a, you a know, lot it was, less confusing, the season, but it was a lot less two. confusing. The season two. This was more more streamlined and a lot a lot more linear of a story from what we've from so, definitely from what we've seen in the previous. Two I believe seasons. we were talking before because I think. 
season one for me really captivated me like oh man this is you know pretty dope you got you have these ai's gaining sentience which is about to fuck shit up then season two is it was pretty much i guess the ai's find their sentience but the way they told their story was just again we talked about very convoluted and for most people because what we looked up there was a very large viewership drop after right. season two just because mm-hmm. I think it was just very confusing. Very to confusing, right? Remember when I told you when I first watched it, I was like, yo, season one was dope, but season two is kind of hard to follow. Uh, yeah, but then it, season it was, three, it was hard to follow, like lie. you said, very linear storyline, easier to follow. And then again, we get the dope graphics, how mm-hmm. cool the futuristic world is, and pretty much is how everything is set up and ble- bleeding into a pretty dope and pretty awesome cliffhanger to what mm-hmm. season four could possibly be. And... And then from there we can uh, we can talk about like some of the the themes. Like, right, so, like, there are the a lot major, of there, there are a lot of the reason I like really, Westworld. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of cool themes that are brought up throughout each season. Uh, and one thing right. I think what me and Darth Hillis want to do really quick is kind of just review the different themes. I have a couple notes written down. For example, with season one, I think the main theme for that one, like kind of what I just said, is the host getting their own sentience, uh-huh. realizing that. You know that these aren't just robots; these are actual people learning to become a person. Right, and then like, but from our point of view, from at least the way I see it, anyway, from our point of view as the viewers, seasons one and two are the writer showing us the world, did, did, showing us the like showing the world like how similar AI is to humanity, and just how they're able to feel and have actual emotions and Mm -hmm. when they suffer they have real pain and then here in season three it's more it's showing how humans are just like ai in the way that they are very programmable and follow can follow the same exact loops that that are put on so one thing i what i wrote down is season one is the host gaining sentience um or beginning to yeah gaining sentience Mm -hmm. season three is humans gaining sentience right pretty much season three again the main overall overarching theme mm-hmm. is free will with dolores destroying rehoboam it's giving humans their sentience and giving them their actual free will because right. again rehoboam controlled every action every uh-huh. decision humans made so they are we are essentially hosts essentially, season three but is on a grander scale season three is humans gaining their sentience yep. And the destructive capability that comes with, and that. we see, we we can see that the tie between the two and, and between the seasons, how um, the maze from from the first two seasons, that like the maze that the hosts have, that's you know that's their maze to consciousness, their, that's their path to consciousness, like you know following that maze and our and, our path and, of consciousness and is and the insight uh, logo and how that looks very similar to a maze as well, like so. For humans, that that's their path to path consciousness. To consciousness. It's through Rehoboam, through it, insight. It's, it's through the basically dismantling of of, Rehobo, of Rehoboam and insight is their path to consciousness, and we and we see that you know after Dolores leaks all that information to everyone, we see like as because she does that around like episode five, maybe four or five. But we see as you know the story progresses, we see more and more riots and more create like more crazy mm-hmm. shit happening. Like throughout, throughout until we get to the very end when there's a full on Fight Club type blowing shit up riot going massacre down. Yeah. going on like, and, and all, it, all it's, a, it's a lot shit. of difference from like the season two theme of again I think season one host gaining sentience realizing the maze and season two was more so humans wanting to become AI 
Right. Again, because we in mm-hmm. season two we get the you know, the immortality project that they're mm-hmm. trying to do in the forge and all that. It's mainly them trying to become trying to become AI to get out of the shitty world they live in. Um, and then on the opposite side, how the AI AI is trying, trying to become get out, humans trying to, to get out of the shitty world they live in. <laughs> like it's 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 a loop. It's all a big loop. Which I think kind of brings into like you know game theory or is it game theory or uh what is it simulation. Oh, like the, the, the your simulation theory. Where yeah. our real lives, mm-hmm. is it really, like, what is it? Is it really just a simulation? Yeah, how we're all just really kind of living in a simulation. And, I mean, I've, I'll watch a lot of YouTube. So <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen a lot of fake science channels. Let me rephrase. Not not, not no pseudoscience. Let me let me rephrase. <laughs> no, no pseudoscience in here. I actually, people who have, you know, gone to school and, and learned about some, some real, like, physics and, and engineering and shit like that. But there's like a non-zero chance that we are in, in a, a living right now in a simulation, and it's to the point where even if we knew that we're in a simulation, there's not really any way for us to try to try to break out of that because mm-hmm. because if the people who made the simulation know that we could find out about it, then they would also make a way for us to not get out. Born just to die—that's the human curse, right? and hey, that's that's the same thing that was happening to the host. They're Born just to die. Just so we want to ask you guys, crazy. you know, what do you guys think of season three? What do you feel about free will? Do what, we yeah. really have it? Or is do it we? just a concept that we live by to, you know, help us get through the day to make us sleep, sleep a little bit better at night? It's an interesting little thought experiment. You know, determinism versus free will. Which, which, which one do you believe in? I mean, hey, to, to each his own. I mean, we're not we're not here to judge. HBO, you did your thing yeah, you again. Did, you did, um, did your thing. It, it sucks with the coronavirus. We're probably yeah. not going to get you know a new season of yeah, uh, Westworld for another four, three years. Maybe we probably won't two, get anything until twenty twenty two. At least two years, maybe three. Because I suppose we I, we saw how how long it took between seasons. You know, two. You know, seasons two and three. How long that one took? Just I don't know. We we might be in might be in waiting for a little while, guys. Might be waiting for a little while. But while we are waiting, there are going to be plenty yeah. more shows to watch. Absolutely. Plenty more uh, TV shows to mm-hmm. stream and binge. Until then, we yeah. also have a lot of other podcasts right. on our channel. Uh, I believe we just dropped one on um, Black AF. Pretty mm-hmm. good. Definitely mm-hmm. bingeable show. Um, and again, a couple other things. But main thing is stay safe out there. Make sure you're distancing and washing your hands. Make, hey, make sure you're distancing and washing your hands. Uh, Michael May, let me ask you a question real quick. On a scale of one to ten, what would you rate this season? For me, comparably, I think it was my favorite season. It was hard because you know season one introduced, but if I had to go, I would say three, one, two, just because I'm excited to see what's going to happen in the fourth season. Just kind of the cliffhanger they left us on. Uh, and then season one again, they introduced us to the world, but season two, like we said before, it was kind of hard of a. Harder of a plot to follow. It, you're right. It was. It so, was. What about you? What would you, Darth Helios, how would you rank the seasons? Um, I would, I mean, I would have to put the first season as my number one because that was just, that was an iconic season. That's that's the one that got, that got this whole thing started off and just kind of entranced a whole bunch of people. I know season two was very convoluted and very confusing for a lot of people and, and turned a lot of people off. I personally really liked it. I, I liked the whole making you think about what the fuck is happening and you're seeing different timelines and trying to piece it all together. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, you're like, oh, shit. So that's when, oh, and then that's, what, okay, okay, now I got it. Oh, okay. And then you look back at him like, 
Oh, well, so when Bernard did, okay, that makes a whole lot more sense now. So I really like that. So I would say the first season, number one for me, and then seasons two and three are tied. So if I were to give it a number value, I would say I would give this season a, it was a solid season. I'd give it a solid like 8.4. Oh, you want me to do like point value? Yeah, I mean, if you oh, okay. To, um, to, I guess to, yeah. if I had to give season three a rating out of ten, I would give it probably. I say like an eight point seven. I say eight point seven okay. would be a good rating. Um, I'd probably give season one probably eight point six, eight point five, and I'd give season two maybe an eight, maybe seven point nine. I feel you. I feels okay. Yeah. Word. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we. I love. I enjoy talking about this again. Free will and just the overall plot of Westworld just really gets your brain going and makes me want to try to gain my own yeah. sentience. Yeah, the the, so. theme, the themes in this in this show alone can can get you going on you know hour long tangents by them by yeah. themselves. We're, and again, this was just our first time watching it. Uh, I'm what I would love to do is maybe do another watch through and maybe see if there's anything we might have missed. But again, off the first watch, I really enjoyed it. So yeah, this, this, is, this is really this is really fun. Really fun TV to watch. I was looking forward to this to every Sunday for these past eight weeks. I was, I was looking forward to it. I need to find something else. Barry, when you out, man? Come on. Barry, also great. Barry, where you at? Show with uh, what's his name? Um, Bill Hader. Bill Hader. I almost got his name for a second. <laughs> Bill Hader. That dude is funny. Hilarious. That dude's funny as fuck. Uh, uh, that's a great show. Again, Black AF, pretty funny. Black AF. Uh, again, we'll 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 put out some more content. Hopefully, you, you guys enjoy it. I am, like I said, I am Mike Kilmady. You're fucking with the brothers. And I'm Darth Hilius. This is Man Gossip. And thank you for listening. We'll be back soon. Until then, we'll be back. Peace. Peace.